From the Cervera Newsroom in sunny Miami, welcome to the Miami Real Estate Podcast, your home for expert insight on all things Miami real estate. I'm your host, Omar DeWint. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Podcast. I'm Omar DeWint, Communications Executive here at Surveyor Real Estate. So for uh, one of our first shows of the year, we have a special guest with us. His name is Josh Migdal. He's a founding partner of the Miami-based complex commercial litigation firm, Mark Migdal and Hayden. He's a mortgage expert, and he is here today to share his thoughts on the 2021 mortgage market outlook, amongst some other exciting things. So Josh, thanks for being here with us today. Good afternoon, Omar. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate coming on the podcast and and talking to your subscribers. It's uh, our pleasure to have you. Um, as we were sort of talking a little bit before we began, 2020, amongst all of the chaos that it brought, did bring some positive news for uh, the housing market. We saw, uh, especially here in South Florida and in Miami, um, you know, single family home sales were on fire. Even condominium uh, homes were doing well. A lot of this fueled by record low mortgage rates. Uh, we're hoping to see a continuation of that in the new year as people are continuously interested in uh, buying either for the first time or perhaps relocating from other markets now with remote work making that possible. But uh, the question sort of looms, um, you know, how long will these low mortgage rates last? Are we facing possibly a 2008 recession in, in the future and so on and so forth? So we're looking forward to sort of shedding some light on those topics with you here today. Totally understand. I mean, there is no doubt that uh, the pandemic brought increased demand to Miami, which was certainly fueled by the low interest rate environment. The lower the interest rate, the lower the mortgage payment. What will be interesting in 2021 is I think that there will still be strong demand to come and move down here. I mean, it's very clear from the news that very large corporations are coming down here. Our universities have done a good job about uh, bringing along the human capital uh, in Miami. So we're, we're a target for, for new employers, and that will certainly result in um, continued demand for, for housing. And as you know, there's only so much land, so the supply is limited. The question is, I think the $64,000 question is, as the pandemic subsides and the economy recovers, you know, will inflation cause interest rates to rise? And will there still be the requisite demand when mortgage payments get higher? I think that unless there's a huge change in, in the amount of wages that people who actually live here and work here receive, that that will put that will put some pressure on the demand. However, I still think you're going to get your out-of-state and foreign buyers to satiate a lot of the supply. Sure, and so there's a, there's a lot of good insight in that. I guess breaking that down, when we when we look at domestic buyers that are relocating, many of which, let's say, from from some of the tax burden states, you got people coming from the Northeast, Midwest, uh, you know, as far as California. Um, so you're saying, I think I'm hearing that you still expect to see some of the, um, the, the demand coming from these other markets is going to take up, you know, be able to, to meet the supply that we have here. 
Yeah, I think a perfect example is, you know, it's been in the news lately down here that Blackstone is is coming here um, to the extent their folks who live in um, New York or Connecticut come down. Um, I think that there's still a, a, a spread and in, in the cost of housing in favor of Miami it will be lower than uh, an apartment um, in, in the city. Um, and also correspondingly, what will be interesting is if someone was at Blackstone in New York and was making, by way of example, a million dollars a year, will he still make or she still make a million dollars a year down in Miami or will the wages come down? If they remain the same, the wages, then the houses are a deal. Right, right, right. So let's take it back, I guess, starting with a national outlook. How do you see the mortgage market in 2021? Where where are we at? What, what What's on the top of your mind there? What do we need to know? I think it's going to be wild. Um, I think they, since we're at historic lows, rates only have really one place to go. Um, I don't think we're going to get to, you know, like Denmark that had just released 0% mortgage rates. Uh, I think we've hit bottom. So if rates go up, um, the pool of people to refinance dwindles. Uh, a lot of people took advantage of the refinancing. So I think you're going to see a dry up in refinancing. Um, I think that you are going to see a fair amount of foreclosures bubble up. It won't be like 2008 because there's not going to be a, a payment shock on, a, on an adjustable arm. Instead, these are going to be typical, I think, loss of job um, foreclosures. Um, I do think, you know, the, the, the possibility of, you know, a repeat of 2008, maybe in 2025 or 2026, I mean, you had a lot of people buy homes and refinance their homes in the last year at record rates with corresponding record low payments. And, you know, um, if, if the housing market doesn't go up and the rates adjust and they adjust the wrong way and people's income don't correspondingly increase higher, I think that they're gonna have issues making their, their mortgage payments if they took a five or seven year arm. So that's interesting. And what um, what do you think that what does that mean for somebody who is on the on the sidelines or planning to buy uh, now this year? Um, does that impact the decision making at all? Or what's your advice to those listeners out there? I think if you're you know looking to to buy, um, I'd wait for the the CARES Act to you know expire a little bit and, and the foreclosures to, to begin because obviously there will be increased supply because of that. Um, the supply right now, my understanding is that it is very, very limited. And as a result, I think that, you know, the product is tough to come by and you're paying a premium. However, if, you know, you're in a certain bracket of luxury home, whether it be, I think that the Mason-Dixon line on that is probably, you know, two, two and a half million dollars plus. I think it really doesn't matter. 
and you know the prices may fluctuate in the short term but i think your rate environment is very very good so i'd probably take advantage of the low rate and if i'm going to hold it for the long haul anyways then hope that the market does what the market is supposed to do got it so for the high-end market above 2.5 you know take advantage of it um and and let the market do and hope that it does what it's supposed to do and then underneath that so you're saying there's a potential opportunity for somebody who's been waiting, looking to buy. Yeah, I think the I think that the half a million to million and a half dollar market for sure, there's going to be some opportunities for price drops once the CARES Act's finished. I do want to put a caveat in the luxury market. I would be concerned still on the the luxury condominiums. Sure. Um, I just think that there's a still an oversupply there and even it in those buildings if they're not full luxury buildings and they have units that are lower than you know a couple million dollars i think you might have issues where you know you, you got a huge carry with with a lot of assessments um that that might you know quickly reduce in value uh to the unit that's a it's a that's a, a fair point um and definitely something for for listeners um to uh, to consider. Now, tell me, um, Josh, what about a successfully deployed uh, vaccine? What what could that possibly mean uh, for uh, the mortgage market? I think the the successfully deployed vaccine, you know, will actually. <laughs> this is crazy to say, but I think ultimately may hurt the value of of homes. Because I think what happens with the successfully deployed vaccine is you definitely get a, an increase eventually in interest rates and your mortgage rates are going to go up. So, you know, someone who can, someone can buy a house um, for $2 million at 3%, but that same person can't buy that $2 million or $2.5 million house at 5% rate. Sure. That's a big, that's a big difference. And I just think that that's where we're trending. Uh, the rates, the rates were on their way up and they went down because of the pandemic. Hmm. Interesting. So when do, is it that you expect the mortgage rates to eventually go up? I think that you're going to, you know, see slow movement, you know, by third quarter. Because I think the vaccine of this year, because I think the vaccine will have rolled out completely. And I think hopefully our, you know, I'm an optimist, I guess, but I think that our economy will be trending the right way. And I think that the Fed will start focusing on inflation more than keeping borrowing costs at record lows. I mean, it's never been like this. Interesting. Interesting. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Josh Migdal, founding partner of Miami-based complex commercial litigation firm Mark Migdal and Hayden. He's a mortgage expert. He's here with us today, giving us an outlook on the 2021 mortgage market. So, Josh, a lot of interesting things here we're covering, I guess, in terms of... Um, low mortgage rates, one of the things, I, uh, and possibly creating an environment for fraud. 
one of the things I wanted to touch on with you today is 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 exactly that and and basically to ask why is it that low mortgage rates can create this uh, environment? I I think the what happens is is that people don't realize the um, necessity to be 100% honest on their mortgage application. And they think that little white lies are not a big deal. Um, routinely, you will see people misrepresent their net worth or their income because they think it's not a big deal because they can ultimately afford the payment. The reality is that a lot of these people, you know, ultimately are unable to afford their payment because they locked into an artificially low rate that was interest only for a five-year period, and then it adjusts or they lose their job or whatever it may be, and or they, they think that they're going to buy it and sell it because the price is going to go up and it won't be a big deal because they're never going to lose money on it. And these people stretch to get into these investments or in these, these houses uh, that they can't afford, um, or they may be able to stretch to afford. And to do that, they, they, they rationalize it by saying that it's a white lie, but it's really a, an out and out lie and, and what ultimately is mortgage fraud. And um, I, would, I would beg the listeners that if they're gonna buy a house, to be fully, fully transparent and honest in completing your your mortgage application. Very good advice, and uh, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, everything operating with integrity, I think, in every aspect, I think, has its benefits. So, in in this case, um, you know, those white lies can come back to to hurt you both, uh, in, in in many ways. Um, so, Josh, talk talk to me about, I guess, the bottom line. What, what should the takeaway, the big takeaway be for listeners when they think about the 2021 mortgage market and how to respond to it? I think that, um, you know, there's probably not going to be um, as much uh, demand uh, from the public for um, mortgages. I think that you saw a, a, um, an insane amount of demand in 2020. I think in 2021, the demand will lighten. And as a result, I think that there's an ability to negotiate with some of the lenders related to other things. Um, you know, I think the days of them telling you how many points they're going to charge or things like that um, are over. I think they're really going to need to compete for their borrower's business. And I would encourage them to shop through the different lenders so that they can get the best rate and the right product that fits for the purchase of their home or their investment. I think that they're going to, I think the borrower is going to be in the driver's seat in 2021. I like the sound of that. Uh, it's always, you know, good news when you're in the driver's seat. So Josh, anything else, final thoughts for the listeners um, in terms of factors impacting the refinancing booms or any other uh, industry aspects that we didn't hit today? I think just something for your clients is if, if I'm an all cash buyer, um, I think opportunity is on the horizon. Um, I think a lot of people who are require financing and, um, and make their, have their ability dictated by their ability to obtain financing that they can um, afford. I think those people go away 
um, in, in the relatively near term. And as a result, all cash buyers will ultimately be able to buy properties for, for a discount. There you go. The cows come home. Um, well, Josh, we always love having insight from, you know, our fellow community of experts here in Miami. Um, do me a favor and help our listeners get to know more about you and your company and sort of the services you offer. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, my law firm is Mark Migdal and Hayden. Uh, we're, we're a group of attorneys who really try and do the right thing. Uh, I know that when everyone thinks about attorneys, they think about attorneys. Uh, we try and defy the stereotype and we're really looking at, you know, helping people solve complex uh, problems with, with what we think are simple solutions and cost-effective solutions with an eye towards the business result. And uh, we focus on the businesses that our clients are involved in. And when they speak with us, they generally are with our ability to understand and empathize what they're going through and drive a solution. Interesting. And what do you think on, on your front? Uh, what are some of the biggest issues that are challenges, opportunities that your company is looking at this year? Um, I mean, I think that um, there's going to be a lot of litigation so there will always be a challenge for us to have enough people to service the amount of demand for our services and um it's sort of tricky right now with getting cases to to trial um the courthouse still isn't open um zoom has been great for hearings and depositions but to bring a sometimes to bring a hard case to a close you need to go to trial and that's not really an option right now. Um, so I think that's gonna be difficult. Um, we strive to be efficient and in order to be efficient, you've gotta to strive to drive solutions in shorter time periods and without trial, sometimes you can't have leverage to bring people to the table. Sure, that makes sense. I mean, there's just certain things that uh, for better or for worse, in person is uh, you know is the is the way to go, and uh, we hope to be able to resume to more in person operation uh, sooner than later. Um, Josh, it's been a pleasure. I think we will leave it there. We'll be looking out to see how 2021 unfolds, keeping our eye, especially on the third quarter, as you mentioned before. It would be great to um, have you back on later in the year and sort of doing a, a health check on how. Uh, the mortgage market is unfolding and what to expect moving forward. Sounds great. I would love it. I really appreciate you having me on and it's been a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. Take care, Josh. And for all you out there, we'll see you next time. Remember that here in Miami, the future is always bright. Take care, folks.